There was a day that I became wealthy. I'll tell you the day, I know that day I was rich. I was broke, I was pissed, I was angry at everybody else but who? Myself. I had a friend that I loaned money to when I had barely enough and I knew he needed it and I gave him $1,200 and I'm here not able to eat. I'm down to like $25, $26 and I'm saying to him, calling him and he's not returning my call and I just need some money and he's ignoring me. I didn't ignore him then, so I'm pissed, I'm frustrated. In the midst of all this, I'm also pragmatic. I got 25 and change, call it $26. What the hell am I gonna do? I don't have any plans for economics. I got overhead that's crazy. I'm living in this little tiny apartment, 400 square feet in Venice, California. So I thought, okay, when I was totally broke early on when I was 17, I used to save my money up and go to the smorgasbord and load up for Christmas, you know, load up for the week. My life is shaped by a lot of events, but one of the most powerful was somebody doing these kind acts for my family. When I was 11 years old, we had a really, really tough Thanksgiving where there was no money and no food and we wouldn't have starved. We always found a way to get something, but we weren't gonna have a Thanksgiving dinner, that's for sure, certainly not a feast of any sort. And uh, my mom and dad at the time uh, were fighting like cats and dogs and saying things that once you say them, you can never take them back. You know the kind of stuff I'm talking about? about what I should do, what I should believe, and I'm scared to death to go home. I don't want to be in the situation to have to go home and say to my daughter, Daddy's not going to be living here anymore. Uh, me and my wife had a big fight, which we still haven't resolved. I spoke to my daughters, when my daughter's uh, five and a half years old. She said, oh, I miss you, Daddy. I said, oh, I miss you too, darling, I really love you. And then said, can I speak to Mommy? Uh, I said, oh, I miss you. She goes, oh. I said, you miss me? I've been really busy. I want to be with my wife, I love my wife, but we don't have a, that many things in common. We've got a lot of different things that we value and that we're, that we're interested in. What you, what's gonna happen when you go there? Have to make a decision? Um. So I didn't drive there because I wasn't gonna spend the gas to get there, plus I needed the walk, so I walked there. And I go in, I'm not dressed really great, but it's Marina Del Rey, it's okay, and I got a place right by the window and I can see these yachts going by and I'm dreaming of what life could be like and I'm starting to le let go of my anger and I'm starting to start focus on what I want instead of what I don't want. How many followers say I? And that shifted me just a bit and now I'm eating which shifted me a lot. And I got this giant plate stacked up and I don't know what the amount was, it was like whatever it was, $6.95, $7.95, right? So I'm gonna do this, I could probably do this three or four times, right? Somewhere in that range. As I'm finishing my meal, this little boy comes in, dressed in a little suit, and I honestly don't know how old he'd be, probably in the third grade, so maybe eight years old, nine years old, something like that. And he opened the door for his mother, and he came over and he pulled out the seat for her, and she sat down. Saying things that once you say them, you can never take them back, you know, the kind of stuff I'm talking about. And my mom was screaming at father about how he couldn't even take care of his own family, and it was horrible. And I have a younger brother and younger sister, I'm the oldest, so I was trying to keep them from hearing this conversation. And then a miracle happened. Bang on the door. I'm the oldest, they're screaming, so I go answer the door. And I answer the door and standing there is this giant man, it was this little boy, and he's holding this huge box of food. And beside him on the ground was a black pot with an uncooked turkey in it. And he said, is your father home? And I said, just one moment. <laughs> I was like, 
unbelievably euphoric. I thought, this is a gift from God. This is going to change it all. This is going to make my mom and dad happy. It's going to be unbelievable. So I go, and my father is screaming at my mother through a closed door to the bedroom door. What's changed? I'm working even harder than I'm doing, you know, really early mornings to, to late nights. I've got outside interests as well, which she doesn't like. What are your outside interests? I play in a band. But you could be there because you could give up the band. Yeah. And she'd like you to do that. Yeah. What instrument do you play? Guitar. Tell me what it feels like when you play the guitar. Look at that. What, what did you just oh, think? It's, <laughs> it's astonishing. Yeah, it's astonishing. That's a great word. It's like being a god. It's like being a god. Yeah. And when you go home with your wife, how significant do you feel? What do you think the chances of him giving up the band are? And I was, she was a pretty lady, but as pretty as she was, I was totally obsessed by this boy. He was just, he had presence at seven or eight years old. And it moved me. I don't know why, it just, it moved me. And I thought, this kid is like pure. He's, I want him to always be this way. He's such a good kid, he's a giver. So I got up and I paid for the meal and whatever it was, six, seven bucks. So now I've got whatever left, 17, 18, $19. And I walk up to this little boy and I said, excuse me. And I said, I just want to acknowledge you for being such an extraordinary gentleman. I said, I saw the way you treated your lady, how you opened the door, how you pulled the chair out. I said, that's class. I said, my name's, and I said, dad, dad, there's a guy at the door. And he goes, well, you answer the door. I said, I did, he's got to see you. So I, I kind of teased, I said, dad, you gotta come. So he said, fine. He made one last yell at her and he walks to the door and I'm waiting there, just can't wait to see his face. And my dad opens the door and this man's standing there with this big box of food. And my father did not get happy. He looked at this man and he raised his voice to him and he said, look, we don't take charity. And then he took the door to slam it in the man's face. But the man was a good sized man. He put his foot there and smacked his foot and bounced back over. He said, sir, sir. This is not charity. Everybody has tough times. Somebody knows you're having a tough time. And they want you to have a magical Thanksgiving. I'm just the delivery guy. No, no way, no way. He'll give her up before he'll give up the band. We had a fight about that about a year ago. It was a case of you will do something about this or else. And we came to a compromise. And what was that compromise? That I would um, only play, you know, three times a month, something like that. I see. She's saying, here's something that makes him feel like a god, and the maximum you can be godlike is three times a month. And here's what I want from you. By the way, I love you. Tony, what's yours? I don't honestly remember his name, Charlie or something. And he looked up at me and I said, Charlie? I said, that's amazing, taking your date out for a lunch like this. He goes, well, actually, she's my mom. And I said, that's even more cool. And, I, and he said, oh, but I, I'm not taking her lunch because I'm just, I think he said he was eight. I said, oh, yes, you are. And I had no plan for this. I just reached in my pocket. I took all the money I had left, 17, 18, $19, and I put it on the table. I said, you're taking her to lunch. He looked up at me and he goes, I can't take that. I said, sure you can. He said, why? Because I'm bigger than you are. And he smiled real big. He said, please take this. And my father said, we don't take charity. He went to slam it again. And this time the guy put his shoulder against it so he couldn't do it. And then my father's staring at him. It's like these two males starting to get in this intense mode. And one's just trying to give a gift and I'm freaking. And then the guy said something that I'll never forget. And in moments I wished he hadn't said, but he found a way to force my father. He's holding this thing and he looked at me 
And then he looked at my dad and he said, don't make your family suffer because of your ego. Now my dad's level of energy increased, but he was also trapped. You get it? So he took the food, slammed it on our table, and slammed the door in the man's face and never even thanked him. And I'm asking you, Andrea, tell me about Neil over there. How significant does he make you feel, zero to 10? You know, when he leaves, never comes home, makes the band more important than you are. He knows how you hate that rock music and he wants to go play it anyway. Maybe a three. Three. Does he love you? Yes. He does. How loved do you feel, though, these days, zero to 10 by him? And I didn't even look at his mom. I just turned and walked away. And I didn't walk out of that door. I f flew home. I should have been freaking out. How the f am I going to eat? But I didn't. I f flew because something inside of me had finally got past scarcity. I finally realized there's something inside of us more than our limits, especially around this f thing called money that I had let terrorize me. And I got home. And the mailman came that day and I had no idea how I was gonna have my next meal. And a letter comes. And it's from the guy I loaned the money to. And I, I didn't know what to do. Part of me wanted to cry, part of me was crushed. And I watched my father storm off and went on back to scream at my mother. And I remember that day just thinking, you know, I don't understand. And years and years later, I began to understand it a little bit. What I began to understand is that you look at a person's life and it's like so much in life you could be joyous about. Like I wanted to smile, you know what I mean? Even now I can remember it. I wanted to smile about this great gift, but now I couldn't even smile because it would make him angry. And then I thought, you know, years I figured out, our whole life is shaped by decisions. That's what we've talked about today, right? But there's three decisions you're making every moment you're alive. And the way you make these three decisions shapes your destiny. First decision we're all making every moment is what are you going to focus on? 